and scene. Guy, come on in, man. Sit down. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah, very excited to see you. Welcome here to Hardman Productions. Sure you've heard of us? Yeah, Hardman, the guys that do Wallace and Cromit. No, you schleg. I'm talking about Hardman Productions, my company. Oh, sorry, of course, of course. Anyway, very interested to produce a film. No, you haven't done one for a while that's been successful. What you got for me today? So, I'd like to remake the Jane Austen classic, Pride and Prejudice. All right, you're going to have to talk me through that one. So, it's a, it's a, f- a book and consequently a film of manners. Excellent. There's a lot of manners in the East End, a lot of manners in the South of London. Love that. Bit of geographical intrigue, bit of battling from one side to the other. So you're smack on target there, mate. Well, well, in this context, manners is more about etiquette and, and social norms and, and sensibilities between social classes. All right. We're talking a class drama, like kitchen sink drama, talking the time of the craze, 60s, everyone's a little bit nasty, more nice than gunzo, everyone being sliced up, nasty time. But you could leave your front door open. It's like, slightly earlier than the craze, but 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 sure. So 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 there's a lady, um, there's a male protagonist, uh, Mr Darcy. All right, so this woman, bit of a sort, is she? Don't know which side of her bread is buttered. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flitting between one another, different manners. What a dirty whore. Well, it's not quite that, but, the, but there's a man and, and she has certain uh, prejudices about him and his background. Uh, she's too proud in many ways, but he sort of wins her over. And it's, a, it's a romantic period drama. All right. The way you're going on, I'm seeing Statham. Well, I mean, if I'm making a film, of course, <laughs> Statham is going to be in it. Going to be a winner, isn't it? Well, I mean, I certainly hope so, but it's, it's different than other films. I think that's the key thing here. What, more violent? No, 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 less violence, actually. It's, it's very much a serious period drama. Don't really care a lot about lady business, so we'll move on. I'll tell you one thing. If you were to come in here now and say to me, I want to remake Lock Stock again... Well, for the eighth time. People love that film. I'll give you money. All right. Okay. So, 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 I want to be flexible. Obviously. So, we we could make some 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 changes. So, how about Mr. Darcy could be a bit tasty. Bit of a nasty guy. Two sides to him. Suddenly turns. Ah, oh, schizophrenic gangster. Bit Ronnie Cray. That type of thing. I mean, yeah, God, but, but God rest his soul. God rest his soul. Obviously, and perhaps to to earn some money to impress the young lady, maybe he knocks off a few post offices. Loving it. And he drives. Uh, or what would he drive, like a, an old MGB GT or an E-Type, that type of thing? Perfect. I'm seeing Statham in his role. It, loving it. Loving it, loving it, loving it. How much do you need? 20 million. Done. And scene. And I went into one room in this bar, and i tell you one thing. They know how to do it on the continent. I knelt down, and splash, 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 splash. I didn't know which way it was coming from. I honestly ended up like a plasterer's radio. My face was just dripping. I had such a good time. And then the next bunch of guys walked in and I tell you... So so, so I'm going to have to cut you off there. Thank you so much for that very long and and incredibly graphic uh, details of your hobbies and interests. Uh, But we have got many other candidates to interview this afternoon. So so we're going to have to cut it there. But... But thank you again for coming in, and we'll be in touch. Not a problem. Okay, thanks. Goodbye. And scene. 
and I've written to the council and I've written quite vociferously and I've pointed out that if you're going to place a T-junction that is meant to relieve Gerald. pressure I mean, sleeping policemen is one thing but a T-junction what was a normal junction Gerald. before people are made to stop at and they're made to stop for no reason if you're turning Gerald. left there is very rarely traffic coming from the right so this traffic problem is something that has been ignored Ger Gerald, I, I, we really appreciate your call I, and whilst I'm sure it's a very frustrating situation for you that isn't the type of trafficking with which this programme is actually concerned with so, so I'm going to have to stop you there but again thank you for your call and we actually have another call um, coming in from Nelly who has the most horrific story to tell about trafficking she's experienced over to you Nelly Yes, Fee. Thank, thank you for taking my call. Um, my my story began. I was I was very young, and I was taken away from my family, and I was I was made to pack my trunk and just set off into the in uh, set off with these strange men, and uh, I didn't know where I was going. And then before before too long, I found myself in what can only be described as a, a terrible titty bar in the uh, the dock of Marseille. Do you know Marseille? I'm not sure if you do feed, but it's um, not a very pretty place. And um, I was made to dance, and I was made to do the most terrible things. I mean, the most terrible things. There were th anything you can think of, I've done it. And I've done it twice, and I've done it backwards, is what I always say to people. Um, and it's not something I'm proud of, but I'm, I'm a survivor. I'm the other side of it now. And there's, there's a terrible, terrible trauma, and there's a terrible stigma around it. When you've been when you've been abused like this and people look at you in the street and they say that's an elephant whore wow and me nelly first of all thank you for phoning in that's not a problem and, and, and being brave enough to share your your story with us today i must admit it sounds truly horrifying what you went through and, and my heart does go out to, out to you but just at the very end there you mentioned that you were an elephant whore Yes, I was. I, I'm, I'm an elephant, and I was. I was made to prostitute myself for 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 money. An elephant. Yes, an, an elephant. As, as in the the large African or Indian land mammal. Yes, a, 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 a pachyderm, I think some people say. So I was, I was a, an elephant whore. I mean, I was a very successful elephant whore, as elephant whores go. And there's uh, a limited but a very select demand. In, in Europe, I actually had um, my reputation grew. Uh, it's not something I'm proud of, but uh, I didn't feel I had a choice. And um, some of the some sometimes I was flown out even to the Middle East. I was put in a troop carrier, and I was flown out there for the delight of certain sheikhs. And um, there was one particular sheikh who used to fly me out the third Thursday of every month, and I would stay through to the Monday. And um, he could be kind, but he could be cruel. I once saw him. And this is when I thought, I have to get out of this business. He turned around and he smacked a monkey prostitute, slap bang in the face. Because, oh I know, and the monkeys, they, they're another very oppressed animal. And this is when I said, enough's enough. And it was, it was three years later that I actually managed to fully shake off the shackles of being a prostitute. But that's when I started up the Union of Animal Whores. Well, I mean, we, we don't get many elephants phoning in, so again, thank you for your courage, Nelly. That's, um, that's quite a good... I mean, it's very difficult with my big, my big sort of hoofs to dial in, but, I, you know, Google voice typing sorts that out. So. I, I mean, where there's will, there's a way. Um, so we thank you again for phoning in, and if any other uh, animals 
listening in have experienced similar traumas there will be a phone number and coming up where you can phone in yes there will be yes I mean and if you want make a trunk call <laughs> it's good that you can find humour in even a darker situation you have to it? honestly you have to otherwise the, 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 I mean I don't know if you want me to tell you some of the stories Fee no 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 please please don't this is this is a pre-war check program and, and and I think we've heard enough and my heart does go out to you Nelly and thank you very much for phoning in oh, thank you Insane thing is, Father, I knew the age gap was way too big. I mean, there I am, man of 52. There he was. I mean, he was 17 if he was a day. And I remember I said to him, Nathan, one day you ain't going to stay with me. And do you know what, Father? I wasn't wrong. But my God, when that little sweet girl, well, sorry, I always used to call him a girl because that was very much who he was in the relationship. But I'll tell you one thing, Father, when he went, I was absolutely cut up inside. I was so, so remorseful. I was thinking, Nathan, Nathan, where are you? I'd wail of an evening. I would wail. Honestly, Father, you can't believe how terrible, terrible it was. And I feel some shame for some of the things I did to him. And that's why I feel so good talking to you today, Father. I mean, it's just one of these things. It's just one of these things. And you've got to, you know, like, move on. And you've just got to... But, Father, you're a listening man. You know, you're, you're, you're kind of... Like. Yeah, so, so, so Colin, as fascinating as it's been talking to you, this is actually my stop. Um, so, next stop, please, driver. And I'm, I'm doing the confessional in 10 minutes, so just enough time to get changed in the vestry. Oh. But, um, um, God be with you, and. Uh, it's just lucky we bumped into each other, isn't it? Yeah, and, and maybe I'll see you in us one day. Okay, so take care. Bye. And scene. Daniel heard his colleagues talking about Squid Game, but sadly embarrassed himself hugely when attempting to join in and recounting a story of an initiation ceremony he took part in on a Club 1830 holiday to Cavos in 1999. Daniel doesn't have Netflix. He can only enjoy television through the mediums of Freeview or, God forbid, iPlayer. If you can find it in your hearts to donate just £10.99 per month, Daniel will be able to enjoy Netflix in HD on up to two devices. And if you're able to stretch to £15.99 per month, you'll be able to enjoy Ultra HD on up to four devices. Never again will he have to suffer the indignity of hearing his colleagues in the workplace discussing the latest episode of Stranger Things around the water cooler. He'll be able to take part in these conversations and his life will be deeply enriched. So please send your long card number along the expiry date, the three digits on the back, your mother's maiden name, and the name of your first pet, to I'm not going to pay for Netflix, so why don't you pay for it for me at gmail.com. Never again will Daniel have to suffer the indignity of paying for his own television subscriptions. Thank you. And scene.